Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Adrian and Meredith is all about the Chicago Bears losing to the Tennessee Titans. Usually when we do our football episodes, uh, the, the guest is a Bears fan or they grew up loving the team. Well, in this case, Adrian and Meredith could literally see the stadium for where they live. And what used to be a parking lot for overflow traffic is now a coronavirus testing site. That's why they're on the show this week. If you're listening to this show to hear about the game, we're not going to do that because it was a bad game for the Bears. And I'm a Bears fan, so I didn't really want to talk about it. I do really enjoy their music and I enjoy talking to them and uh, something I don't enjoy the coronavirus and how it's destroyed a lot of things like livelihoods and that's why for the first time ever we now have a patreon account please consider donating at you me them everybody.com it's in this podcast description it's on our about page if you're interested in adrian and meredith uh there's a link to their music there's a song in our podcast description meredith's never been on the show adrian was the last time he was on the show was i want to say 2011 maybe 2010 it's been a long time we've been doing this a long time I'm glad we've been doing this for a long time because uh, I got to meet people like Adrian and Meredith. Here's the show. I usually know way more about the person that's on the show, uh, but I haven't seen you in, what, five years? It's been like five years, and the last time I saw you was really briefly, too. Before that, what was it, like seven years? Yeah, it was before that was even longer. Uh, we did we did your we did your show when you were hosting, uh, like, you were hosting, like, a late-night like a oh, late night type. I'm show. still doing that. You are. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Awesome. So, well, until the pandemic, the last thing I did was a 12-hour marathon on February 29th. And Oh, cool. So, I had like 12 uh guests, uh 12 comics, 12 musicians, right? Wow. But I don't know if you remember. I don't know why you would. That was the same day of CPAC. So, like half my guests were coming from CPAC. Wow. And and my other like half of my guests like musicians and comics were coming from new york so like half the crowd had just traveled to either a giant convention full of people that don't believe that the coronavirus is real or new york city wow and that was a week or two weeks before everything changed exactly too. that was before the shutdowns in dc so yeah i've been doing the show since and I'm, that's why i'm glad i still do it because like if i without the show i wouldn't know people like you and the reason why i'm doing the bears edition of it every after every bears game is because i'm talking to people either that live in the same town of where the game was or is emotionally connected to the team in any way now sure. i'm pretty sure you didn't grow up a titans fan because they weren't existing when you were a baby no and they barely existed last year yeah. Okay. Or two so years ago. Actually, they've been you, good for about two years now. You live in Nashville. Uh, we live like uh, we can see the stadium from where our our neighborhood is. We can't walk to it, but we could we can see it. Which begs the question: Does anyone care? No, not really. Okay. Uh, there are a few people that care now, uh, but yeah, man, it takes longer than two years of a good team for teams to re- for like them to actually like become a fan. Of the well, team, like that's debatable because you used to live in Washington D.C. and the Redskins, or sorry, the Washington Football Team hasn't been good in much longer than two years. God, the Redskins. D.C. is just a sucker for punishment, though, because they didn't have good teams for a long time, and they didn't get far in the playoffs and like all of their sports for a very long time, and they still care more 
tennis nashville's just not much of a sports town nobody moves here for sports they all they all move here for music so it's the two of you clearly are musicians you move there for music are you glad correct. you are currently in the great state of tennessee uh i mean you're catching us three or four days after the election uh results and it became very very red so we realize how much work we have to do uh it's tough man i i feel like we're in a blue dot in a red sea and uh there are things about dc that i very much miss um and there's things about the midwest that i very much miss about culture um but there's also things about the south that we don't mind at all it's actually a very chill chill kind of area um it's it's a slow moving city even though it's changing a lot uh are both of you glad you're currently at the address you're in if you could live anywhere else in the world where would it be <laughs> that's such a tough call um i mean with the pandemic being part of that conversation um i think we're grateful that we are here um we're still driving distance to our families we have awesome friends and a good community here um, that being said, you're asking two people who spent at least half the year traveling on the road, playing music all over the mm-hmm. world. So it has been a big transition um, to, be at, to home. be at home for this long. Yeah. Um, has it helped with the recording at all? Has it helped with the songwriting at all? Or is it just a malaise? Um, well, it's tough for the re- for the recording. We just finished recording last year, so we didn't have a reason to record this year. Otherwise, we probably would have. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, we were going to be in a release cycle this year and looking mm-hmm. forward to being on the road, um, supporting that pretty heavily. Um, the the tough part is not you know having the time to write and record. It's uh it's it's to be honest, not to be a Debbie Downer. It's it's feeling inspired. You know, it's sure um, sure. Yeah, we get most of our inspiration by traveling and seeing the way other people live. And that's where we get most of our stories from and most of our fodder for writing. So it's been a different exercise in creativity. Um, yeah, nobody wants to get their content from Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but yes, there's been, you know, I think the other thing for us is really that acceptance that um, we were we were pretty burnt out, you know, and we kept mm. pushing forward. It's hard to know how burnt out you are until... Yeah you take this much time off. So I think um, it's a, in all the grief and all the, the woes of 2020, you know, one silver lining is that I do think we, we, we got it. We actually had a rest. So there's some silver lining. There has been small, small silver lining to the year. Well, okay. Is one of the silver linings being able to be so close physically to the Tennessee Titans? <laughs> Boy, that's a tough call, man. That's a tough call. Actually, uh, I think I think we as a city kind of got behind the Titans after losing to Kansas City. Uh, I think we realized that we had a pretty good shot. And that same year, we 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 beat uh, Tom Brady's last year as a Patriot. Yeah. So we had a lot to celebrate that year. And I think those are the kind of years that really change uh, an identity of a team. And uh, since then, I think everybody like the Titans were very little part of social commentary in town. And then all of a sudden after that, people started talking about them like we actually had a team. It's weird because the very, very, very few times I've been in Nashville, I think I was probably staying in the same neighborhood in in which you live. And um, no one no one seemed to care. But this is also like 2006, 2007. So like my perspective of it is so warped. And the reason why it was an important game the time I was there it was a preseason game. It was when the mascot for the Titans drove over the leg of the place kicker for the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> and he missed the entire year. Yeah, I heard so about that. 
the, okay, the fact that you heard about that makes me realize, okay, that's a thing that actually happened. I'm not just making that up. Yeah, I heard, I did hear about that. Okay, good. Do either of you have any memories, other than the Tom Brady loss, of the Tennessee Titans? No, not really. Cool, uh, cool, cool. Yeah, not really. Prior to that, barely barely having a team. I mean, when I, we, I moved down here 10 years ago now, mm-hmm. and there was a guy... Sue or who, uh, H-U or S-H-U. Or oh, Dominic and Sue? He was the big guy. And, yeah, and he then was. that was it for like a season or two. And you saw jerseys downtown of him. And then he left or, or retired or whatever happened to him. And then and then it was it was a black hole for like eight years of nothing. You just didn't hear anything. And I think they actually were really bad for a while, too. Do, you, do either of you think Nashville will benefit from a basketball team? Or is it stupid because Memphis has one? Um, I think it would. Um, I mean, in general, you have to know, we have to remember too. So Nashville is like my, the biggest memory I have of like the Tennessee Titans is like people from Wisconsin or Michigan would come down to get, (laughs) this is terrible, but they'd come down to get cheap tickets to see the Packers play or the Lions play. And then when Mm -hmm. the Titans started doing well, now those tickets are up. But Nashville is such an interesting city. It's such a tourist town. So sporting teams, you know, I think, you know, when you look at when teams start to do well, they they do finally get a local following. And I think that this city has like really started to get behind the Titans and other sports teams. Basketball. Yeah, probably. Predators, I, too. Yeah. I mean, because like, yeah, so this was not a hockey town. And then, gosh, how long ago? Three, this, four years ago, they you know, got better. The Predators so then got they good. Got and now all of a sudden people were like figuring out what hockey is and how it works. So, you know, it's a it's a it's a city that money wise and selling tickets wise their audience is always going to be pretty wide because you're going to have people that come in to party in Nashville for the weekend and Mm -hmm. say let's get tickets to go to whatever game but I think in the last 10 years you're seeing a lot of people that came to Nashville moved to Nashville and have now been here for a while and they're finally getting behind some of our local teams um basketball I don't know I they I will say that they're um they were in the process I don't know if it all got delayed but they're building a soccer uh, MLS, oh, that yeah. could be fun. Yeah. yeah. So they 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 thought that might be a, a fun thing to yeah. So we're gonna have a soccer team. Here. We also have that jump Justin Timberlake money here. Yeah. If you remember mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. he's behind all of the big stadiums and and big events as well. I think he's got part ownership uh, in a conglomerate that that owns uh, the Predators or the Titans or something like that. One of the major teams in town here or the minor league team. Uh, he's he's throwing money around left and right in this town right now too. So. So Meredith, you, I, I remember this. And I don't remember this. You're from Michigan. I'm from Chicago. I know yeah. that they, the Predators would like blackout games where people from certain zip codes couldn't buy Blackhawks tickets <laughs> yes. because they would yeah. sell out like instantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if they do that here. I don't. I haven't. Not. I've not heard that anyone does that here. Uh, but they're probably. I was thinking about it when Meredith was talking about it. Like, it very much feels like if. If there was a team in Vegas, it feels mm-hmm. like it's and almost there is like now. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And it's like that's another feature to downtown. Uh, both stadiums, both the bas- both the football and the and the hockey stadiums are within walking distance of the bars downtown. Yeah. Uh, the country music bars. So like they, they think of it probably very similarly the way Vegas thinks about it is that it's another asset for people to come down to. When I think of football, I don't think of you guys. You guys seem <laughs> like yeah. you're anti-football, yet you know enough about this. Are you anti-professional football? No, no. 
We're not. But also... We, we grew up in the Midwest, so we grew up with football being an important part of our culture. Yeah, I mean, I grew up definitely a Lions fan. Um, and obviously, like, Adrian being from Wisconsin, grew up a Packers fan. So it's, it's always been a big part of it. Um, but also... I grew up in Big Ten culture, right? So mm. I grew up in Michigan. I grew up in Ann Arbor and went to Michigan State. So I have two pretty major Big Ten teams. So college sports was always kind of – and that's what my dad loves is college sports. But Sundays, the Lions were always on, you know, and it's just that, you know, the people that love the Lions are just – God bless them, you know. Sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bless their hearts, as we'd say down here. Yeah. You know, so. do you consider uh, Do you consider yourself Southern at this point? No. I consider myself Southern learn learning. Yeah. I'm learning to be a Southerner. Yeah. Okay. Based on your Twitter feeds, it seems like you don't wish you were a Southerner this week. <laughs> no, this week. Uh, you, well, you, you found some posts. Yeah, I posts. mean, I, yeah. I, I, I will say They're this. public, man. It's not hitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Um, I... Nashville very much feels like home to me now. Um, I feel very committed to... Um, understanding the communities of the South and especially the rural South and even the not rural South and understanding the history behind it. Instead of just writing it off and stereotyping it, I will say I'm, I'm really have become invested in living in the South culturally. Of course, I, you know, I still feel like I'm a Yankee. I always will. My accent's always going to be like I'm from Michigan, not like I'm from, you know, down here. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I will say, you know, living down here has really opened up a lot of my eyes um, as to, yeah, the very unique obstacles that you'll find, you know, and, and not just writing it off and not just stereotyping it, but, you know, getting to know your neighbors, understanding different communities and especially touring in the South a lot. We've yeah, it changes so. a lot. Um, I will say, going back to your previous question, I will say that more people care about Roll Tide than they do about the Titans in this town. Okay, so you're not the first person that said something similar to that, and that, to me, is a way bigger problem than the NFL because in the NFL, people get paid, and college football, to me, and to a lot of people, is the closest thing we have to super popular modern-day slavery. Yeah, exactly. At least in, in this country. And I don't see that changing. And like a lot of people, I watched um, President-elect Biden's speech on Saturday. And it was like, oh, I'm kind of interested to see what SNL does just because it's like the episode after. And Chappelle's hosting that should be somewhat interesting. And sure. I don't know if you guys know this or saw this, but like there was a college football game. Uh, it was a Notre Dame game. Yeah, it I saw double that. Overtime. Saw that. And not only was NBC making a ton of money on Notre Dame football, which is a Catholic university. <laughs> which is already there's so many yeah. problems already here, <laughs> and the fact that all three of us understand that Notre Dame culture to me, I fucking hate it so much. Anyways, as soon as the game's over, Notre Dame wins, they rush the field, so we're completely disregarding player safety, student safety, the town safety. It's just like a coronavirus love fest, and that's yeah. all I can think about. And at least in the NFL, that doesn't happen. Twitter was Twitter was going insane because they should uh, because it was SNL. It was Biden's speech all on the same channel at the beginning mm -hmm. of that and then SNL after that. And so NBC had a field day that afternoon or that evening. Uh, and you're right. Everybody was waiting for SNL, which means that viewership was up. And all of a sudden they raged the field and everybody watches a bunch of a bunch of kids with no masks on. Yeah, it, it was pretty wild. Yeah. So that in a weird way made me feel less bad about watching professional football because I didn't watch for a <laughs> decade. You know, I went from loving it as a kid and then quitting 
because I thought, oh, all athletes are bad people. I'll get into music. Uh, sure. Not realizing the hypocrisy at that at 14. Thinking like everyone <laughs> was like Nirvana, but that they're the outlier. Not everyone's like Nirvana. And then getting back into it like at 22, whatever. And then not watching as soon as all the CT stuff came out that the league hit it all. But right. now that Kaepernick got paid out and won that lawsuit. And every single player that has is playing now knew the risk when they started playing. Yeah. I've been able to jump through that mental like bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so have you encountered any of that in the music industry where you know what you're doing? You're doing it for the right reasons, but you're surrounded by evil people. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, yeah. Sure. Now I name mean, names. It's not, it's not <laughs> as evil at, at our level. It's not as evil as you would think. And, you know, I mean, truly, like, I think that it's really easy for musicians to demonize the industry and for industry mm-hmm. to demonize musicians. And, you know, I, I, I don't I'm not here to move that narrative forward in any way because everyone's working really hard for not that much. You know, 10 percent of anything is still well, only 10 percent of what it is. Well, you know, some but. people are doing it for not a lot of money and the other half are doing it for $10 million a season. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say probably our biggest grievance, you know, in the music industry. And I I don't even know, this doesn't even really correlate to sports necessarily. Because, I mean, there's that performance level in sports too. You know, there's that dedication. The only thing that ever frustrates us in the music industry is feeling like you can still kind of pay your way. You know, you you can, right? And you can't really pay your way in sports. Like you hit a point where if you can't throw the ball, it doesn't matter how much yeah. money your dad has, you know. And oh, I know you really, can buy the team. You could buy the team. You could buy the team. You could buy the yeah. team. So you know, a, but the I, money your dad has <laughs> definitely matters. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, you know, but I, I still, I mean, I grew up an athlete, and so did Adrian, and I love sports. Um, I think that I, again, on a, like a college level, I get really into like the stories of the kids and where they're off oh, to. Yeah. But then you can follow that all the way up to the pros, and you know, kind of pulling it around to the south too. I mean, Friday Night Lights is a real thing here. You know, oh, it's yeah. real. And and when you look at areas, um, you know, that might be have more poverty or anything like that, sports. Sports is an amazing thing. It's not this terrible thing that takes money from the arts. You know, it's something that is inspiring. It's a place where kids look and actually see like public figures that look like them. You know what I mean? I, I'm you, not going to disagree with that point, but you know I, what I, I mean. Like, I, 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 I 100% know what you areas. mean, but I can't entirely go along with it because I think the the problem with a lot of it is the binary thinking of it's it's one or the other, where that's not the case at all. I, I mean. It's. Do you believe is a rising tide uh, raises all ships, or do you believe that there's only one pot of money and therefore it can't go to anything else unless we put it all in this? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. And no, I don't think I don't think that it's one or the other. I mean, I I just think that it. I think that being in the South has opened up my eyes to to you know, the, the value in a community that sports plays in this, sure. in a similar way that art does, you know, in a similar way yeah. that getting into theater or being in the band, being in marching band. I mean, you want to talk about that marching bands down here are like just as big as the football crazy team, crazy legit, yeah. you know, and it is like a big deal. And if you're on a drum line down here, you're like the coolest kid in school, you know? So it kind of does go hand in hand. And I, I love to see kind of the magic that happens between, you know, all the correlations between being an artist and being an athlete, because at the end of the day, you're a performer. If you have that performance gene in you, there's a drive. There's a mm-hmm. drive to push yourself. Um, and I do think that it's it's a similar drive that happens in both. I'm going to ask you a question that feel free to not answer if it's uncomfortable in any way, and I'll cut it out if it is. But the reason why I do this is because I have a kid and 
I want to be able to talk about everything to him if he so wishes. But I also want to acknowledge the harsh realities of it. And most importantly, I want to be a complete hypocrite because I will never let him play the sport <laughs> of football. So well, concussions are real. Yeah. I don't I don't if you let's say you decide to have a kid, right? Would you let them play football? Also, would you let them be a touring musician? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to answer this question without even ever talking to Meredith about it. <laughs> but I can't wait. I'm so glad you asked this. this I, I think... Uh, this is like a little social experiment over here. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, personally speaking, I'm, I'm down with either. Um, I, I played hockey as a kid. Uh, I, I definitely got my brain, my, my eggs scrambled a few times um, as a kid uh, playing hockey. And, and, and I'm sure contact sports will probably, if I... If I had a boy or a girl, I think contact sports, if they wanted to go at it, uh, let them go at it for a while. I mean, there's there's some really competitive things out there that'll really like like if you pursue it through your uh, young adulthood into your adulthood, it'll really mess up your body. And you do have to think about it. I mean, you could talk to ballerinas about that for for all, for all people's sake. You know, I mean, people's oh. feet get mangled just being a ballerina. Yeah, I don't care about the feet, though. I don't care. And, and to, to respectfully, I played hockey in high school as well. But you would occasionally get hit on the ice. But if you're a lineman, you get hit every single play. Yeah, that is true. That's the difference. That is. You're also asking two people who don't have kids yet, yeah, right? So true. it's yeah. like, in theory, yes. And then when we watch this like little magical nugget grow into a small mm-hmm. human, and then we have to sit there and watch that small human that we created get like, you know, knocked all over a field. Yeah, Mama might not be so happy. I might. Yeah. I might. <laughs> you know, I might drive him so. to school twenty miles an hour under the speed limit every day. You yeah, know? Like, I mean, I you're no talking. Idea. You're talking to two people who have yet to like, you know, fully go through with. with well, what let's that answer. Feels like, but I completely understand, but I think for I, sure being a touring musician, yes. yeah, for sure. Um, I do have. I have definitely definite concerns about the concussion thing mm-hmm. um i also know that like it's going to be hard pressed if adrian and i have kids that he won't want to play hockey you know have them yeah. play hockey it's just a huge part of who he is and part well, of both well, of our family's culture so what were you saying I'm, sorry i'm so interested to see how the ice time costs are there because in dc it's very expensive because it's not mm-hmm. there's not a ton of ice here i don't know exactly where you're from in wisconsin but I'm assuming it's a lot cheaper ice time in Wisconsin there's than more, it is in Nashville. There's more sheets of ice in my 20,000-person town in Wisconsin than there is in Nashville. <laughs> That's my point. So it's got to cost an arm and a leg to play ice hockey in Tennessee. Yeah, I and there's and the teams are less, you know, fewer and far between. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, there's no there's no shared resources of any sort probably for child youth hockey and stuff like that. There's like a whole community yep. of youth hockey and you know, kids getting bussed together uh, of all ages, getting bussed to the same city to go all play the same tournament that weekend. None of that stuff exists down here for that. But it so might it, for football. It might for yeah. football, though. So it seems like you, neither of you are against the culture of your kid playing football. It's entirely the safety, specifically of the brain. Yeah, totally. Probably, I mean, yeah. I, I think that I think for me, I've I've seen the value of you know playing team sports just mm-hmm. as much as you know being in theater or being in band or orchestra. Um, you know, and I, you know, for me, I don't know, but who am I to, you know, I want my kid to be passionate and do something and want to be, you know, work hard to be good at something. And if, if that's sports, then great. You know, if that's mm-hmm. art, love it, you hey, know? 
not to change subjects real quick, but no, I think I real I realize that you probably have some uh, unique perspective on this question that I've been talking to my dad about over the last couple of months. Where are teams and owners now getting the money to to uh, to give out ten million dollar a season contracts anymore? Wasn't you, that oh, money coronavirus? Coming, yeah, wasn't that money coming from ticket sales for people to and attend major the games? sponsors that knew that their logo the majority would be seen of by? the majority of sponsors are still there, and the, not the problem, but what all of these collective bargaining agreements are in effect in like until they run out, right? So the NBA is currently negotiating future years, right? So the way that Kevin Durant was able to get signed by the Warriors was there was that one year jump in salaries, right? So that expanded the cap. And that was all based on projections of how much the league would make, right? So that entire contract is, unless they throw that contract out, right? So the majority of it, yeah, they're going to lose a shitload of money in tickets and all that stuff, but certain teams will be fine, but they they pretty much share it across the board uh, in terms of TV contract and all that. So they're pretty much fine. What will most likely happen at worst would be like players might lose like, a quarter at most of their salary. Like they'll like future contracts will be yeah, left. future contracts is that'll be 40 million to be 30 million, but that it's the drastic. It probably won't be that much, but that's like wow. what it's looking like. But this is all okay. So the NBA is the most important example to follow because they're the league that had the most shakeup, right? Right. There's a, they, during the finals, everyone thought that they were going to come back and like at the earliest MLK weekend. And basketball, what day is today? Yeah, it's the November 9th. Uh, basketball would have already started weeks ago if it was a normal right. year. What right. they're doing now is like right before Christmas because the biggest NBA game day after the finals happened to be that like Christmas day. I don't know if you guys care about this or know about this, but the Christmas day, like four games on in a row. Now it's basketball season because the football season is pretty much over. Right. Now it's our turn, right? So that's going to happen for basketball because they, they want to catch in on that. Yeah, they're going to have a 72-game season, and the TV contracts are still the same TV contracts. So they get to keep all that money. That's why they're doing it, even though they're playing in empty arenas. Right. Or they're going to be playing in empty arenas. Yeah, and that is, I mean, that's its own. I mean, there are, there's so many major factors now to mm-hmm. sports. I mean, some some leagues are doing multi-city, some are not. Some are doing small teams, some are not. It's apparently college sports have bigger crowds than professionals do now. Yeah, and it's so messed, which makes it even more of a sin. Yeah. It's a, when there's 100,000 people going and none of the people on the, none of the people actually playing on the field are going to dime. It's, yeah. Anyway, um, are you glad sports are still in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think, I think I we realized sports. how much we missed it when hockey got restarted mm-hmm. back up in, uh, in july it was like did you two like the bubble i don't know man that's such a tough question i mean it's better than nothing okay meredith I don't... Mm, yeah sure yeah, i loved it yeah. i loved it loved it loved it because the only game i would go okay like would try to go to is when the bulls or the blackhawks would play right. and it was supposed to be that um, on March 20th, like the next weekend. So I kept right. checking StubHub like religiously seeing like, when are they going to cancel this game? Yeah. Um, and they held out a super, super long time. And because of the play-in tournament, the Hawks actually made it to the bubble and played to get into the tournament and they got in. So that was great. And also 
if you have a kid, you ain't going anywhere. So (laughs) not being able to like, I don't care about watching this in a bar. I don't care about watching this at the arena. I'm not going. This is like perfect for me. And I think the level of play in both leagues was elevated more so in basketball than hockey, but especially in basketball, because like there's no one on the side, there's no cameraman there. They, they have more of the court to play with. It was fascinating where I think football is interesting and we're getting these weird scores and weird games because like you guys have people in the crowd that the bears don't have people in the crowd because of Illinois versus Tennessee. Right. I'm interested to know from a player's perspective, if and how these fans affect the outcome of the game. I'm sure they do. I mean, you talk about, you know, when there was fans, that's all anybody talked about when you're talking about like after, you know, uh, halftime interviews and end of game Mm -hmm. interviews and, you know, someone wins the championship and, you know, who do we thank the most? We thank the fans. So, I mean, I totally, I totally think, and sports psychology is a messed up situation, right? Like so many guys are getting paid so much money in professional Mm -hmm. sports and yet still believe in the faith of the, of people watching you and cheering you on like the $10 million isn't enough reasons to cheer you on. But yeah, it's true. I mean, I think that, I think crowds play a bigger part uh, than anybody realized. Yeah. Totally. Especially, like I said, so I was raised, my dad is a huge basketball fan, especially college basketball. So we talked about the power of those student sections so much, you know, that they can, it can really make or break Mm -hmm. a game. You know, it can break people's, you know, being being at the free throw line and that kind of like it you can see games that well, are those you kids know, point on the point yeah the kids on the field too are younger too yeah i mean i think i always was under the the thought that yeah. the more the older you got like the more into like pro sports the less the psychology of like fans and cheering and insults i mean if you're making mm-hmm. it that far you pretty much block it all out but adrian does continue he often mm-hmm. points out to me that that's that's not true they're still human like they're not robots you know it, it definitely can it definitely can change a game. So, how yep. this relates yep. to you is very obvious. You guys went from playing on the road half the year to not playing. Period. I mean, you're doing the like at home concerts and stuff, but like, I don't know if there's joy in that, and you're probably not going to shit all over because you're doing it. But like, it seems so difficult to to find satisfaction in that. It's Am I tough. crazy? It's real. Yeah. Okay, thank you. It's real tough because yeah, there's no energy coming back at you, and that's something that's real too. I would have mm-hmm. to think with with athletes at performance, right? Being a performer is is in a lot of ways getting good at something, obviously, but it's it's manipulating and using adrenaline, right, to your benefit in every way. Um, and mm-hmm. so when you're performing and there's not instant feedback and energy. Um, you know, you're manifesting all of it. It becomes a drain. It's really hard. Yeah, it becomes it's a really drain. It's really hard of to be at your top performance level. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it has, for us, it's been difficult. I can't imagine, you know, trying to get through a sports game right now. I mean, th- there's a reason why they put fake cheering on the loudspeakers, you know, but mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't. They'll get, they'll get better at it the next year, too. Yeah. I, mean, it, it, I was just, I mean, it, it, well, that's the thing. Just, I mean, with today's news, the world doesn't seem nearly as dark. I mean, the fact that they might start issuing some of these vaccines by the end of the year is, to me, probably the best news of the year. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. As yeah, a duo yeah. that traverses the country, when do you think you will feel safe to literally take the act back on the road? I'm, 2022. Well, okay. full, fully on the fully road. Fully on the road. Yeah. yeah, fully on the road 2022. Fully on the road. But that's based on what we know today. And yeah. and who's to say that for the last for the last eight months that P 
people knew more and decided not to say anything because of non-disclosures or they had a book deal or whatever reason. Like, I, mm-hmm. I fully believe that in the next three months of changing of the guard and changing leadership that we're going to find out all sorts of things that we don't know today. Um, I, I, I'm kind of on, I'm, I kind of answer the same way that, that people say about, uh, you know, uh, would we, would you trust a vaccine? Uh, it depends on who's given to me. Uh, you know, would you trust Mm -hmm. that, that a show is safe? Uh, depends, depends on, on who's, who's telling me that yeah, it's who's safe. putting it on depends yeah. on who's putting it on our um our thought and it's funny we actually just caught up with our booking agent um today you know you have you talk to these people once a week for your whole career and then <laughs> coronavirus happens and we haven't talked to them in a while but the, the here's the thing you know i i think by summer to end of summer of 2021 yeah i mean we we even did a couple outdoor shows house mm-hmm. concert outdoor house concerts this summer totally possible um financially not a not, not a fix right yeah. not a financially it's not a fix but it was great to play it was great to reach reach some fans that way so i could see that model doing more of that in 2021 if 2021 goes well what then you have is you have to start booking Mm-hmm. And there's less venues out there or there's going to be new venues popping mm-hmm. up. There's going to be bands that said called it quits during this time, mm-hmm. bands that started during this time. I mean, it's going to take a minute to navigate the new the new landscape of it all. So when I say 2022, my hope would be that shows will happen in 2021. But like booking a planned out tour and thinking mm-hmm. about it more cohesively like we used to, I think that. That'll take twenty. That'll take at yeah. least until twenty. Because you also yeah. have to think about the. You, you got to think about the audience. I mean, what what's mm-hmm. crazy is that I mean, those kids are definitely going to the Notre Dame game, and they are going to Big Ten games and SEC games. So I mean, there's definitely the college generation that probably doesn't care that they're uh, in a large large crowd out on the field together, you know, celebrating together. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to tell if uh, you know if we if we play. Uh, folk music to an older generation, are they really going to even want to come to the show? Uh, Or are they going to be more careful about where they go as well? That being said, I do feel like you and DJs have the upper hand in all this. Anybody that's duo or like, and could do things acoustic if need be, you have the advantage in this. So like, yeah, I I was talking to, yeah. We can convert into a Mm -hmm, version mm -hmm. that's safe, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's wrap this up. Uh, because sure. we've been talking so much about the Titans. I've been asking everyone this question. Uh, what will the Bears record be? Currently, it's not good. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not horrible. It went from 5-1. and one, It's now 5-4. and four, So I'm I'm not as versed in the Bears, but I did look it up uh, for today for today's uh, mm-hmm. little chit-chat. Uh, you guys were like 5-1. and one, That's and correct. Now you're not. Uh, I predicted that we would start the season 4, and now we started it 4-1. and one. I predicted that we would end Tom Brady's career. And based on how Tom Brady performed last night, we might have because we broke his brain in that game. And finally, <laughs> I said we would end the season eight and eight. So what's your pick? Yeah, I, I'm not I, – I didn't uh, – I, I went through some of the reviews. It, it looked bad against the Titans, but the Titans are firing pretty hard right now. Yeah. I mean, they, they've been going pretty strong the last two years straight. They don't have the same problems Bears do right now. Uh, I would say that they're five 500 uh, in the so NFC. Eight and eight? Yeah, eight and eight sounds good. I think, Meredith? I think Vikings are going to be a good one for next oh, week. I've, Meredith's not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I said left. that the Chicago Bears would not make the Super Bowl, or sorry, the uh, playoffs. Do you think an eight and eight record in the NFC makes the playoffs? Yeah, I think it does because it's going to be, it's really you and the Vikings, right? Uh, be, Meredith is 
Meredith is out of this conversation because she's from Michigan and the Lions are we don't also know what, what it, what, we don't know what winning <laughs> what does. playoffs I'm, what are playoffs I, yeah uh, so uh, it's not going to be the Lions it's Packers are in so it's going to be Vikings and Bears I mean really the answer is who can beat who can beat who and next week probably is a is a big game okay so you say yes is Nick Foles the starting quarterback yeah I think so okay okay. Who will be in the Super Bowl? You can answer. Meredith, you can get in on this. All right, all right. Super Bowl, um, Patriots and Patriots. Wow. You sure you want to do that? It's not it's not Tom Brady anymore, remember. Oh, it's not right. the Tom yeah. Brady Patriots. Yeah, but, but if I Jared, look at the if Jared Griffin ever listened to this podcast and I didn't call the Patriots, <laughs> yeah, he that's would true. disown there's, me. There's a handful of okay, Patriots so fans that Patriots Patriots and Fine, you... uh, and Packers. <laughs> Patriots and Packers. <laughs> That's not the worst I'm one. Okay. I'm just like covering my bases of the people that I know love me in this world. <laughs> and who wins that game? Oh, God. You can't ask me that. No, I have to choose. Oh, I Patriots. Just did. Patriots are going to win. You're going to go with the two and seven Patriots <laughs> running the table. You're going to get hot. Cam's going to yeah, fully recover from coronavirus. Yeah, okay. He'll love me for it. Adrian, uh, who makes the Super Bowl? I, I think we're going to go Chiefs. Uh, I think we're going to have to go Chiefs, and I honestly don't even know. I don't know the other side that well. I'll read you who everyone's picked. I went Chiefs winning against the Packers. There's been Chiefs over Saints, Saints over Titans, Ravens over – sorry, Packers over Ravens, Seahawks over Ravens, Packers over Chiefs, Seahawks over Ravens, Packers over Chiefs, Packers over Chiefs, Chiefs over Bucks, Packers over Chiefs, Chiefs over Seahawks, and now Pats over the Pack. (laughs) <laughs> so, I think you're going to keep that one. You got to keep, keep that, that one. one. It's, written, it's written in ink. Don't worry about it. Uh, Adrian, <laughs> it's Chiefs and who? Yeah, I mean, I got to go. I got to go hometown crowd. I think I think Packers are yeah. are pretty strong in the NFC. I mean, it's it's And who wins the battle of all state? Uh, Kansas City is just on a terror, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's Kansas- the safe that's clearly the safe bet. It just is, and I'm I'm from Wisconsin. I'm from an hour north of, uh, west of Green Bay. I I just I don't I don't see Patrick losing, man. He's too young. He's got too much going for him right now. Um, I'll ask you two more questions that have nothing to do with uh, football. Meredith, we'll start with you. Why Michigan State? If you grew up in Ann Arbor, um, because it's the best. <laughs> um, so no, you're I'm not a fan of the Fab Five. No, it's not that. I just, I just, it was truly, it was, it was truly a choice in education. It was just a better fit for me on an education level. It had the programs that, you know, I wasn't going into engineering. I wasn't going pre-med. I wasn't, and um, I just fell in love with this residential college at Michigan State. And um, like, that was like kind of this. It was Magic Johnson. She's shortened (laughs) it. It was about Magic Johnson. (laughs) There you go. Thanks, Adrian. And Adrian, as a hockey fan that is not a Chicago Blackhawks fan. Is the Chicago Blackhawks logo racist? Oh God, that is such a tough call. I don't yes. think it is. Hold on, Meredith, you said yes. I don't know. I was just. No, I was no. Just no. If you think it's yes, there's no. Clearly, I'm. This is a serious question. This is not a loaded question. I. I mean, it might be a loaded question because considering the nature of the question, but I was having this conversation today, and I feel like I've had this conversation for the last like I don't know, thirty-seven years of my life, where. The majority of Hawks fans I know are like, absolutely not. And the majority of other hockey fans are like, no, it's original six. And the majority of non-hockey fans are like, yeah, that just looks racist. Yeah. Well, sure. It looks racist. It's probably the the most, it's probably the most racist looking logo right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But 
from a term, Blackhawk is an actual type of Indian uh, yeah. tribe. Yes. Whereas Redskin is definitely oh, for sure. a derogatory sure. term. It's yeah. a derogatory term. I don't think the the Polacks should be a team either. But like, uh, yeah, it's it's I, I the logo is tough. Keep the name, change the logo, and I'd be fine. The logo, okay. the logo is what's iconic yeah. because it was I know. from 1909, man. Like, uh, but here's my point. I agree with Meredith. the The arm, if you guys know the arm logo with the C and the tomahawks, which also seem racist, but not nearly as much. <laughs> make that the sweater. Make that the front. That looks great. Now we have a different type of weapon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not against weapons. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm not against that either. I do think that it would need if they ever change the logo, they have to keep they have to keep the color scheme. They have to keep the same uh, style. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it might be time to retire the feathers. I don't know. Yes, that's, that's the thing. It's like uh, there's zero Native Americans in the Blackhawks organization. <laughs> like this yeah. is a weird look. Like uh, South Cent- you know, the North Side of Chicago doesn't have a ton of Indian reservation left, guys. Like there isn't much left there. Also, technically, uh, the Hawks are on the West Side of Chicago. Oh, is it? Is that what? Oh, it is? yeah, they play at. Uh, yeah, they, they. Yeah, the Madhouse on Madison. Madison is zero. Oh, it's on Madison. That's right. It's, Ma- yeah. so it's directly. It's zero. It's it's uh it's it's the West Side. You know where there's a ton of Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. 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 Out on 88. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I just think, you know, it's 2020. We know that we know, we know this. We know this. <laughs> we know this. I don't know if you've watched the SNL skit of Dr. We know this from two but weeks ago. We say ago. it all the time now. But, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like, you know, put in an effort, step up. There's, there's a way there's, there are people that get paid a gazillion dollars a year in creative marketing departments. Yeah. They've got to totally have a marketing find a solution team. for this. They gotta have I think a it's honestly, it's because the Blackhawks got like really, they were the only hockey dynasty in the last decade and it's original six and it actually looks really cool. And they have the Wayne's world connection. So that's the problem like it's pop culturally it's a really good logo is it racist probably yeah original six too man like original six is like that's hockey's baby you can't Mm -hmm. mess with that like people get really like we're talking about canadians now man canadians get all sorts of upset when you change hockey history uh yeah all the white dudes would be upset yeah (laughs) really guys really Thanks for doing this. This is a wonderful conversation about the Tennessee Titans, which is a professional (laughs) football team that's doing very well. They are. Yes, we do love them. Enjoy uh, being uncomfortable as way too many people leave the stadium next home game. Thanks, man. Ironically, can I tell you something really ironic? Fun fact, local fact. Okay, so the overflow parking lot where the tailgates used to happen for the Tennessee Titans um, is the coronavirus public testing <laughs> yeah right now it's being used as a coronavirus uh headquarters so we all, we've all gotten tested for coronavirus at the at the not in at, the stadium at but the, they call the it the stadium you know yeah. at, the, at the titans testing that's awesome lot. Yeah. that's that's where we're at that's 2020 Fun right now fact for the world out there i might cut that and put that at the top of the show <laughs>